Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. It's been an interesting past few weeks. A lot of new developments have passed, and uh, what I really want to get into for today's episode comes really from a place of spirituality. A lot of people out there, when they talk about building influence, they'll talk about marketing, the skills that you need, the habits that you need to acquire, the goals that you need to set. But not many people really get to the heart of the issue. And with science kind of taking over expansion and becoming um, a matter of fact, many people look at spirituality less and less. Yet, if we look back like 2,000 years ago, there were many people in the world who were highly spiritual and they saw a lot of interesting things happen. So today what I wanted to do is I brought on my good friend, uh, Michael Jordan, not the basketball player, but Michael Jordan. And, and what we're going to do is kind of take some moments to really discuss how we could grow in our spiritual journey so that we could go out there and really become those influencers in our space by really focusing on what's uh, really important and the real thing that's actually going to move the needle in your career, in your life, or whatever it may be. Michael, do you want to take a moment to kind of introduce yourself, talk about what you do, and all this other stuff? Hey, Leonard, yeah. Thanks for having me. And yeah, my first name's Michael, my middle name's Jordan, my dad was a basketball fan, so it's kind of an easy name to remember, but most people just get a good laugh out of it, because I look nothing like him, um... But uh, yeah, so uh, I really like what you were sharing about how spirituality and science kind of got to tie together because um, we've got so much increase of technology nowadays, and it's amazing how much our ancestors knew, but we have such a great opportunity to really experiment and find some new revelatory knowledge and wisdom about the spiritual realm. So that's what I've been doing for the past few years, really just been dedicating myself into this uh, spiritual field, but mostly through the help of Jesus Christ and um, the uh, mentorship of the Holy Spirit as a person, you know, it's just we're able to interact with the Holy Spirit and, you know, he lives within us. And, um, yeah, just trying to understand the creator as a father, you know, a father figure who loves his children, who is trying to teach us and nurture us and mature us so that we're ready for, uh, you know, whatever he has in store for us in heaven. But, um, yeah, so that's just what I've been trying to do. Uh, I used to work as a uh, professional video game player actually I was competing and traveling around and I still have some great friends from that and I uh, worked for a video game company in Michigan and uh, I moved back to California last year where I've grown up and um, yeah I worked with my father in the whole movie advertisement um, business too he's a kind of an art director designer and uh, yeah so it's just really cool and right now I'm just dedicating myself full-time to the church I do some odd jobs here and there for money but uh yeah I'm just at this uh, church that we both met at um just serving to my fullest capacity you know working with the youth and the college age kids and uh have my own personal ministry with seeking um mental emotional health with people you know spiritual health and uh kind of just meeting with them talking to them not exactly a counselor or a therapist capacity, but just being a friend, being present, listening to them, asking the right questions, not trying to 
rush it along or trying to, you know, say too much in my own opinion, but uh, getting them to solve their own problems in some ways. But, uh, yeah, so that's just my passion right now, seeking mental health and uh, helping society and giving love back to the world. I've received so much love and uh, so much of God's grace. So I'm just trying to well, give back right now. And, uh, awesome. So when we kind of take a look at, like, maybe the last, I don't know, 50, 100 years, we've kind of moved into a society that kind of worships money, status, fame, um, going out there and becoming the best that you do. And a lot of people kind of want to go out there and really achieve that. Is that is that like the right thing to do? Is that something that's doable? Is it doable with faith? Or is it something that we should sway away from? Or what's your kind of feelings with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about this. Um, something that I've been really, uh, God's been teaching me about just these past few weeks recently and uh, past few years, if you want to look at it in a bigger scope. But uh, I definitely believe God wants to bless us with favor, and uh, that favor sometimes takes the form of wealth and uh, success in the, you know, material world, but um, it's always for the glory of the kingdom, and to honor God, to show, to always give credit and thanks to God, and then to use that overflow of abundance for His kingdom, and to bless uh, His children of faith and His family, and um, I really do get this phrase that we're the ambassadors of a holy kingdom, trying to build as much of it here on earth so just you know great environments where people can learn you know obviously you can tithe more if you're tithing 10 percent of a bigger income you can help the church and um you know volunteer more freely and stuff but um i definitely believe god offers overflow and you know ways that don't compromise your morality like uh writing a book sounds like a great endeavor i want to embark on for the next uh, year or so and writing a book if it can just reach people and make you, you know, a decent amount of money, I think that would be a, a huge blessing. But there's also all sorts of opportunities that as you submit your heart to God and purify it for His will and you actually desire what He desires, He's going to see that and He's going to bring all sorts of, um, you know, overflow into your life and abundance. So that's what I have faith in, you know, even if I'm not rolling in the, in the dough right now, you know, I, I've got that hope and that, you know, that, you know, God will give me a platform, something like this maybe, but, um, you know, when... I've got the character to live up to it, you know? And so, yeah, that's my opinion on that for now. Well, yesterday I kind of had a thought that maybe I should kind of write a second book or another book on kind of all this uh, spiritual journey and all the um, taking aways that I've kind of got from everything. And an idea was planted into my head yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to pursue it or not, but maybe that's an opportunity for us to potentially work together and we can kind of take that offline and talk about it. But one of the things that you mentioned is that if you do want to go out there and get fame, wealth, or whatever it may be, that is something that would be provided to you spiritually. Now, there's a lot of people out there who could be advocates of um, advocates who go out there and make promises like these two people. Like they could say, hey, guess what? I'll help you get rich. Hey, I'll help you make this. I'll help you make that. Now, a lot of yeah. these people... Um, just because of like how much light and darkness in the world, there seems to be a lot more darkness nowadays than there is light just because so many people have turned into uh, kind of like a religious prosecution where a lot of people are told not to really speak up about their religion 
Um, when they do, they're kind of mocked and ridiculed and things like that. So it seems like some of the darkness is kind of winning. And, uh, and within that darkness, there's a lot of people who are kind of making these promises to people. And I've seen people time and time again by a, a ton of my friends who are quite fortunate uh, in life when it comes in regards to success, kind of falling victim to these traps. Because uh, at the end of the day, it seems like it's not for a worthy cause and there could be a price to pay. What do you kind of feel about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, the cause and the motivation of your, you know, ambition, that's such an important thing. And like I said, if you don't have the character to know, you know, spot out the traps of the enemy and avoid them, you know, obviously with great wealth would come, you know, great responsibility to not waste it, squander it, use it on prostitution or immoral things, you know, like drug addiction or some kind of, um, you know, evil corporate endeavor that kind of cuts out people or hurts people. You know, obviously we don't want to invest in that way. We do our research and make sure uh, whoever we invest in or, you know, whatever projects we have that, you know, yeah, the goal and the ambition would be, like I said, for um, expansion of God's kingdom and, you know, God's kingdom it's maybe architecture in the spiritual realm and stuff, but on earth, you know, there's plenty of that, but there's, uh, it's about people, right? God's family is made out of living stones. So as long as we're able to reach people with the gospel, which is the greatest miracle of uh, prosperity or wealth, like you said, as we find that intimacy of relationship with God, you know, as the Holy Spirit lives within us, that's an amazing thing that will produce all sorts of spiritual wealth and, you know, just fulfillment. And I think, uh, you know, most people, you know, there are people who are very ambitious and want to make millions and billions of dollars, but most people are just trying to survive and they'll be happy just being comfortable middle class if they could just, you know, not be drowning in debt. And I feel like, you know, maybe 70 plus percent of the people really are struggling just to survive right now. And I think it's so hard to try to pursue spiritual ascension or even financial dreams of success when, you know, your family and your friends around you aren't at that level. So like you said, surrounding yourself with, uh, other influences, other other successful people, that'll definitely help bring you up. But uh, we're supposed to help bring others up with us as, you know, we ascend to for sure. So that's, uh, that's where my heart's at with that. I hope that answered your question. You can, I can try to elaborate cool. on any other part. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned, like, um, drugs and stuff. I know I've used drugs in my day, and a lot of people I know do as well. Do you feel that these open up gateways to divinity, or do you think it does the opposite? And what, what, why do you feel the way that you do? Yeah, this is actually a very personal subject for me as well, because, you know, regardless of my partaking or history with it, I've got close friends who, are, who I met through video games, you know, my fellow competitors, and they're actually really high up and successful in the video game industry now. You know, I don't want to drop any names, but, uh, you know, sometimes um, they... They'll talk about, you know, psychedelics or definitely marijuana since it's uh, legal and recreational here now. But, um, yeah, there's definitely talk of exploration and stuff. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of intentionality behind it. Like even alcohol, which is very legal, you know, very fine to use in moderation. It's so addicting to some people who have that personality, who can't control themselves. And uh, the intentionality behind something like smoking something or something, you know, it can often be done in rebellion to God or secrecy or trying to just get away from his plan, wander. But I think, you know, I don't believe it's all evil. I believe God created these things and they could be used as a tool if your intention was to trust in God more, to get closer to him, to try to, you know, 
live in a spiritual capacity that was noble and excellent and admirable. You know, I believe it's possible, but, you know, I don't think God ever needs to use, you know, a psychedelic or some kind of substance to show you all his glory. You know, there might be people who, through their free will, have chosen that path, and I don't believe God is less than those substances. You know, God can conquer and show himself in any kind of psychedelic trip or something, but definitely don't use it as a crutch or some kind of shortcut that you think you're going to have to bypass all the character building and all the, you know, um, wisdom and love that comes from a relationship with God. And truly, I, I know some people who are sober and never take substances or drink alcohol, and I, I believe they have a beautiful relationship with God. So even if you're tempted to use these things as tools, just, you know, don't do it in rebellion. There's no, you're never going to win against God or get away with something. There's no secrets. So, um, yeah, just bring him into it. All things are made new, and I do believe God can conquer any, um, substance addiction or anything in your past. And if you want to be free from substances, you know, there are 12-step programs, um, you know, but there are ones that are involved with Jesus Christ called Celebrate Recovery is one of them that I, you know, volunteer at on Monday nights. And uh, it's really great. You know, it's great to see people see victory and uh, realize that God didn't just come to forgive us and so we can get into heaven one day. He died and conquered death and rose to heaven so we could uh, experience victory here on earth and, uh, you know... um, fight against the enemy, administer the enemy's defeat in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's my two cents on that for now. Cool. So you kind of mentioned that a lot of the things, uh, great great segment there, uh, a lot of the things that you mentioned uh, right before that is kind of on the uh, building a community and being there for the people. When we really think about being there for the people, like, why is that so important? Or is our fellow human being more important than the worldly things that we could have, such as the money, the wealth, the clothing, the fame, and other things? Or is is that human connection what we thrive on? Or can you kind of take your stance on that? Yeah, sure, I can elaborate. Um, yeah, our human connection is definitely something that can fulfill us. And, you know, friendship is such a beautiful thing. Like, I've got friends that I've known for over 10 plus years, and you know, they're just, even if they're not believers, they're just part of my, you know, like my tribal family in some ways, and I want to bring Jesus to them, and I don't want to have to cut them out because we don't share the same beliefs. And I've shared some of my beliefs, and they respect it, so I just appreciate that so much. But um, as far as community and reaching out, obviously, it can be so hard to help and volunteer your time to serve those who might not be able to serve you back in some capacity, you know, whether it's a homeless or a poor person or just someone immature in their faith, you know, it can be like, what can I possibly get out of this time, you know, unless I'm getting credit or praise from, you know, the congregation or for it or something. But what I truly have come to believe is that God sees every good thing we do. And um, if we're serving with a pure heart for him and his glory and to just propagate love and truth, he's going to reward us in some ways. Like as we're sharing wisdom, as we're sharing our thoughts and our words, God refines it and gives us, uh, you know, deeper clarity and more breadth of knowledge as we, you know, reflect on our words. But also, when you serve somebody and you're serving in the name of God and Jesus, so it's like you're almost seeing the Holy Spirit within them, right? You're seeing them, even if they're not born again, the future potential of the Holy Spirit living within them as a temple of worship and their potential to be a part of the family of faith and maybe spread the gospel, evangelize, preach someday, you know, and we can never really know the ripples and the impacts of the people we affect. Like, we might just affect one person, but if the quality is good enough, that one person could then go affect thousands or millions of people. You know, like, I think of the person who mentored Billy Graham, you know, but 
Billy Graham is one of the most famous evangelists, and it's like nobody really knows who mentored him. But and it's not about receiving glory or credit. You know, all glory and honor be to the name of Jesus. Like I've got a fancy name of, after a basketball player, but I don't even really care if people remember my name so much as if I can just spread the you know good news about Jesus Christ and His victory. So um, yeah, just serving people, seeing the Holy Spirit in them, and realizing that as you serve people, the Holy Spirit can teach you. You know, it's not always about learning from the other person. The other person might not have something to teach you, but the Holy Spirit will whisper to you and guide you in ways that, you know, he sees selflessness. And so much of society is geared towards selfishness these days and self-serving, getting ahead, and um, just ladder climbing and just making the connections that in your network that can further you along. But, um, yeah, God, God sees our hearts, and I'm just trusting in him these days. But, uh, yeah, I definitely get excited when I can talk to people of influence and share my ideas with them. And, yeah, it's great when people can listen. <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, I'm awesome. kind of young right now, only 29 years old. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Cool. Well, it's about time for a commercial break. Um, if people want to find you online, is there anywhere that in particular um, that you're pretty active? Uh, get my social media presence kind of on the low for now. But, uh, yeah, I guess on Instagram, it's Instagram with the backslash MJCakes2. You can send me a message on there. Um, Cakes was just my gamer name back in the day, but uh, yeah, MJ Cakes too. Uh, I don't really use it much, post or anything, but uh, yeah, if that's where you want to talk to me or something, feel free. Thank you. Cool. Well, we'll be back after this commercial break. You can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Tune in to The Bottom Line with host Yaku Boyens. This program is set to transform your life. From human trafficking to entertainment to family and life itself, our guests run the gamut among the topics, and Yaku is here to lend his expertise and commentary to get to the bottom line. That way, you make change the most positive that it could possibly be. The Bottom Line with Yakub Oyens. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn.
We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard Kim here with Michael Jordan. And we've been discussing a lot about the uh, philosophies behind going out there and taking that spiritual leadership journey into your career and your profession or life so you can really go out there and really become an influencer in your space. Now, uh, we've kind of discussed a lot about people, foundations, beliefs, and things like that. Um, Over the last 2,000 years, and I believe that's around the point where the Bible scriptures have last been written, um, a lot of people out there have kind of progressed into their um, other spiritual journeys, like Buddhists and monks have learned how to go out there and master the art of meditation, for example, while um, Indians and other people um, have been able to really figure out and master their chakras and understanding of the human body. Yeah. For some reason, uh, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what the reason is, whether it be um, corruption or just um, not the uh, dedicated resources, or maybe there weren't any actual prophets to really go out there and expand upon the Bible. But a lot of that is kind of missing from the Christian religion, and... When I kind of, just as someone who uh, always believed that God was kind of a myth until about uh, four weeks ago when I really began my journey with him and found him and started to learn what he was all about and seeing the amazing miracles that he set forth in my life, one of the things that I've really seen is when reading the Bible that it could be kind of hard to relate to because we're talking about a world that existed about 2,000 years ago. A lot of the um, currencies aren't related to the uh, type of currencies that we use now. And animals are spoken about when we don't really see any in our everyday lives except for our cats and dogs and sacrifices aren't really made in the same way that they used to be and as a world that's kind of technologically developed so far and it's kind of been rooted into a world of science where um a lot of people have trouble believing that either God or the devil does exist or that there is a world, a spirituality world with these higher powers out there. It makes it a lot, it makes it kind of difficult for people to kind of one believe and then two kind of master the art of spirituality and coming close to divinity when you kind of look at 
when when you see the Bible, like I, I know it's full of like um, sayings and like examples and things like that. But do you find that a lot of the things that you see, if you're a pretty simple person like myself, is able to kind of be easily understood, or do you find some difficulty in some of the uh, passages, and you kind of need some extra? guidance and really figuring out what they mean yeah uh definitely um i mean it can be so tempting to try to understand the bible on your own intellectual strength or ability or capabilities whatever it is you know but um and there's plenty of that you know you can do and you can memorize it just like we used to memorize notes in school before tests you know you can try to cram or just memorize it intellectually but what i've found is that when something really resonates is true and powerful and useful, um, it's almost like this metaphor of God. He's able, the Holy Spirit's able to write it on your heart. And these are things that you can repeat to yourself with conviction, you know, that you believe in, that you see the, you know, good benefits of it. And um, in so many ways, uh, that's just part of it. You know, there's, I've been going to a few weekly Bible studies, so having a discussion, you know, usually a leader or a teacher who can, you know, lead it and, um, you know, people just jump in with, uh, you know, ideas and thoughts, but um, that can also help, but also just getting mentorship or leadership from a, a the pastor, the head of a church can definitely help. But uh, yeah, just walking in faith, because when we find agreement and alignment, you know, um, things just really resonate and stick with us more uh, when we have confirmation from other believers. And there's also this concept of praying to the Holy Spirit as you read the Bible. Don't try to do it on your own strength, but, you know, humble yourself before Him and ask Him to counsel and shepherd you and teach you things. And it's about having an open mind and a soft heart, you know. It can be so easy to be cynical and skeptical, and um, in so many ways I am. I'm, I'm a very logical thinker, and even though my faith has grown so much in these past few years, it's really the doubt and the unbelief that is uh, being cast out, you know, instead of being afraid of an excess of a manifestation of God, you know, like Him showing up and then it's just too crazy around you or you're, you're afraid or put off. It's, instead, I'm just more afraid of a lack, you know, if God doesn't show up, you know, this world needs God. And in so many ways, um, it's all under control. It's under His plan and it's His timing to reveal Himself to us. You know, don't ever feel like you're behind you know, the, the in the in the race, you know, it's not really a race, it's a marathon, and each person has their own part to play, so um, it can be overwhelming at times, and like you were saying, there's uh, other religions that kind of, um, perhaps they found a spiritual truth, and they just didn't want to look at the whole picture of it, instead they focused and centralized, and like you said, the Buddhist prayer, and, um, you know, chakras and all that with the Indian uh, people, but um, I think Christianity offers you know, everything that those religions offer and more, and, you know, it's just, it's a more complete picture of not relying on yourself for righteousness and performance. Rather, you're surrendering these things to God and having Him uh, just overflow in your life through truth and love, you know, and uh, I think righteousness is a huge issue um, that separates uh, Christianity from the other religions, right? Because, you know, in the other religions, it's about your effort, your will, your kind of um, performance, right? And, uh, you're, 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 you're striving towards the goal, but a lot of Christianity is surrender and submission and letting God work through and in your life and just uh, opening up your eyes to try to see the spiritual realm. And uh, yeah, so that's just some thoughts on that. I don't want to go on too long. 
Yeah, it's very cool. interesting stuff. And I'm stuff I'm still learning about. I don't mean to preach. I'm just processing it with you pretty much. Yeah. Cool. So when we think about like Lucifer or Satan and we think about Jesus, does does like um Lucifer or Satan kind of mimic and try to pretend to look like Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I do believe it says he masquerades as an angel of light. He's definitely going to try to distort the truth and he'll try to deceive believers by, you know, overemphasizing a certain religious aspect or a certain theological formula or a certain mindset that is contrary to the gospel message of Christ. You know, as long as it's not contrary to the word or the gospel of Jesus, you know, um, I think there are some truths in the world that, you know, science will prove that, you know, there's a reality, a higher reality that we just don't understand the laws of. But um, to tap into that requires, uh, to fully tap into it, I believe, with all the protection that God entails is to do it through Jesus Christ. And um, and when we pursue these things without Jesus, yeah, I do think there can be openings up to demonic attack and demonic lies and influences and, you know, lust, pride, greed, envy, they'll all be there. And, um yeah, so a lot of these, uh, you know, cults that might use uh, psychedelics or um, whatever chanting mechanisms to activate or whatever it is, um, you know, obviously these are principles that they're trying to tap into, but that perhaps Christians could use in a pure, noble, loving way, you know. And uh, I'd love to see more Christian scientists do research, and, and it's never about putting God in a box or trying to prescribe a formula to spirituality. It's more so about an intimacy of relationship with God, realizing that God wants to show us new things and revelatory things and fresh things, and that the only way to receive that is not by studying the world and the world's wisdom, but by having a connection that receives heavenly and divine wisdom, I believe. So, yeah, that's just my opinion on that. So, when we kind of think about, like, um church and everything are and uh, it's usually done in a building there's usually a cross there there's usually a pastor who preaches but nowadays there's been like spiritual gatherings like lifting up or coming out from the woodworks and they're usually like in like a nature-esque type environment and they go out there and kind of follow the same things as a church where they talk about love, community, and things like that. But then they do some, like, obscure things. Um, do you think this is kind of, like, the right way to go? Or do you think this is one of, like, Lucifer or Satan's tricks to pretend to be like Jesus? Hmm. Well, you know, I'd have to see it and, you know, feel the atmosphere and what's being spoken to really have a concrete opinion on that, but from what I'm hearing from you, truly, um, it is very alluring to use music and nature. Obviously, nature is one of the ways we can worship God, you know, um, there's different types of people who worship God in different ways, whether it's through music, nature, just reading, or, you know, fellowship, uh, but nature is one of those, and, you know, sometimes we see the glory of God in nature, and we just experience a closeness to Him that's so real, so I can understand how they would use that. And obviously music is a tool um, that can bring the Holy Spirit in as a time of praise and worship, but it can also be used for death metal and evil music. You know, there's all sorts of uh, violence and, you know, all sorts of music about rape and stuff like that. So it's not like music is a purely good or evil force, but it's the intention and the people wielding the power in that, um, in that spiritual gathering. You know, who is the power sourced from? Who is the love and the truth? Of being derived from, and if there's no credit to Jesus or God, you know, um, the 
Hebrew God, Yahweh, you know, that is the creator. Um, you know, if there's not that in the Holy Spirit's presence, I, I think perhaps it's a spiritual gathering that's just immature and on their way to Christianity, but more than often, I guess they're, you know, just trying to use these um, alluring forms of worship to create an environment, and who knows if they're going to put something in the water or put something in your food that kind of opens your mind up to, you know, spiritual influence, you know, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a scary concept to think about, but I don't have much experience with these things, but, um, you know, uh, as God leads, I have the courage to try and explore as I might be having a spirit of discernment so I can discern between evil and good spirits, but I don't know. So, um, yeah, I think well. it's, you really got to do your research and get to know individual events, basis and stuff. Well, was Lucifer an angel of music prior to his fall? Uh, I do believe he was the angel in charge of uh, worship and praise. So I guess praise and worship are, you know, there's music tied into that. But, um, yeah, I, I believe the story is that he wanted to ascend to the throne of the Most High. He wanted to sit where God sat, and he wanted others to worship him. So he fell down to earth to try to manipulate humans into worshiping him over God. And, you know, in so many ways, the devil hates us because we're God's children and he can't hurt God. He's already lost his rebellion against God. So the only way he can try to hurt God is by hurting his children. Like if, you know, if you and I had children and somebody tried to hurt them, it would hurt us and uh, we would hurt for them, but not necessarily be hurt by them. But, um, and in some ways, um, you know, now whenever we're under attack by the enemy, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is have joy and praise and give God worship and thanks and just gratitude. And in that, in that capacity, when we worship and praise God, it's almost like we've taken the devil's job. You know, he got fired from his job and now he's like this disgruntled ex-employee who sees us doing what he, you know, used to do perhaps. And in some ways that maybe he hates us because of that. I don't know. But yeah, I do try to see that there's a spiritual battle. And if anybody's influenced by the devil or his minions, it's, it's never your hate or your curses or your attacks in the spiritual realm are never aimed at the person. The person should be met with love and grace, and we should see their future potential, future potential for the kingdom. But, uh, you know, the, our kind of anger or our, our energies are directed at the spiritual reality, like just all the lies and the deceptions okay. of the enemy, right? And, um, so yeah. his ultimate goal is to take people away from Jesus. Yeah, to, he wants people to worship him and the world and denounce Jesus and close their eyes to the truth of Jesus and, yeah, live in fear and regret and shame and condemnation. Because the devil is an accuser, right? He'll accuse us of our past wrongs or make us feel some kind of shame. But through the cross and being washed in the blood of Jesus, there is no more guilt or shame or condemnation. There's just constant striving and improvement. And he wants to always attack your salvation. He's, he wants to say, oh, you don't deserve to be go to heaven. You're going to go to hell because of this, this, or that. But if your salvation is secure in Jesus Christ, it's, everything else is just sanctification. It's just trying to be more like Jesus, trying to bring more of heaven onto earth. You know, your will be done. And just more of God's yeah. will. So, yeah. And, and would, would he make promises to people to take them away from God? Oh, yeah, of course. He'll definitely offer promises of the world, you know, whether it's money or sex or, uh, you know, abusive substances or something. Yeah, of course he's going to offer those things. So I do think we should definitely be careful when we're offered opportunities. We should pray on it and ask for God's guidance. 
you know, so many of us are so hungry for opportunities that, like, if we were ever offered a job for money, most of us would just jump at it, you know, and view it as good work ethic or being a hard worker. But there should definitely be some discernment, and we should definitely be following God's leading step by step, not necessarily planning our whole lives out ahead of us. That's completely understandable, and I wanted to thank you for all this great insight. We're about to hop off to another commercial break. Uh, you said people can find you at underscore what on Instagram? Yeah, it was uh, actually MJ Cakes twenty three. So it's twenty three at the end. Uh, Michael Jordan's numbers, but yeah, cakes like the dessert. So just MJ Cakes twenty three. Yeah, thank you. You can send me a DM or something. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. 
everyone, welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree and Leonard Kim here with Michael Jordan and we've been discussing everything about how um, how to really tell if you're going down the right path or not, what you need to do to really get spiritual and uh, find the God within you. And uh, we kind of mentioned earlier things about like chakras and meditation and things like that. Now, a lot of these other religions called spiritual gatherings and all these other places, what they've kind of done is they worked on mastering uh, the human body and uh, fully understanding exactly how it works. Yet, the Christian faith has just kind of believed in uh, Jesus, and that's kind of been what's been going on for the past 2,000 years. Now, as someone who's kind of looked into like chakras and meditation and other things, I could see that um, some people, when they meditate a lot or when they're able to open up their sixth chakra, also seen, also uh, referenced as the third eye in Eastern religions and as the eye in Christianity, when we kind of look at revelations, we see a lot of reference with uh, the number seven, with like seven trumpets, seven scrolls seven this, seven churches. And I, I believe um, the, with the mythology that's kind of listed in Revelations, that there's kind of a similarity that goes with the uh, human body. But as a document that was written such a long time ago before um, all these uh, things have kind of became prevalent and become mastered, uh, there wasn't really much talk about them. And when I kind of think about it, like, let's say you do become a believer and you do take Christ and <clears throat> put him at the forefront of your lives, you'd be operating a lot further than you were before and you'd kind of be able to have that extra superpower. But now, what if as a human being, like Michael, you're a huge fan of video games like Final Fantasy, you watch um, animes and things like that. What, what if there was a way for you to kind of go out there and become like that best version of yourself where you go from like um, Goku and Dragon Ball Z, then you kind of do your little chant and everything and you become Super Saiyan and there becomes this fire where your aura kind of surrounds and overflows your entire body. Then on top of that, you have Jesus with you. How powerful do you think you could really become? Oh, well, there's no real limit on that kind of power, right? It would be... You'd be able to do anything that glorifies God and His kingdom, you know, anything that pointed to Jesus and love and truth, you know. Um, God says you can move a mountain, right? But that faith is more of a, it's kind of expanding your perspective of time, right? We view time in a very linear fashion. Uh, that's kind of our, how our lives are trajectory, right? The trajectory of it. But um, when you view time as, God being above it, I mean, he can steep himself into it, but he's outside and above it, then he has full, full view of the picture. And in some ways, um, so much of the overflow that we're going to experience from God as gifts, you know, we want to take that and attach it to our identity. And, you know, we want to cultivate a, a skill or a talent that, you know, we can progressively get better at. You know, I, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, if I could teleport or blink, you know, uh, teleport a short distance, even if it was only one foot, and I was tired after exhausted, I would practice until I could go two feet, three feet to 10 feet. And then, you know, it would get easier or whatever. And, you know, like our imagination, we grew up with all these sort of uh, creative opportunities for powers, you know, X-Men, mutants, all sorts of things. But um, 
Yeah, so much of that requires responsibility in wielding that power and discernment and how to use it. And God is such a gentleman in some ways that even if somebody were to be very powerful, it's not like he wants to just expose it and show everybody, people who aren't ready for it. You know, he's a gentleman, so people who are hungry, seeking, striving for that, yeah, sure, he can show amazing things to them. And, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, some of the manifestations are... um, you know, healing, that's an amazing one. If we could see healing just instantly and miraculously. Prophecy, you know, miracles, gifts of knowledge or wisdom, speaking in tongues, discernment of spirits. And, um, you know, none of these gifts should really be idolized over one another, another, you know, pursued so much. But it's very easy to have ministries focused completely on healing. But I believe God ties together all these gifts, you know, all the fruits of the Spirit. And um, just all these theological concepts in Christianity there's this overarching connection that um, really gives you the sense of fulfillment that even if you didn't see those things, you know, you know God is real and you know He can do it. But um, yeah, I'm very interested in, um, I'm kind of at that point in my life where I'm going to start manifesting and seeing some awesome things of God in the name of Jesus. You know, I've already been seeing some cool things like uh, people slain in the spirit around me where they're just kind of underground, paralyzed for a few minutes, just writhing and joy. But um, yeah, I don't know how else to um, tackle that without some more data and some more experience on the matter. But, um, you know, I'd like to believe that we don't have to be a level 99 Christian, that if you just come into the faith, you have as much authority in Jesus' name to proclaim things. You don't have to wait 30 years to level up, you know. And uh, if you do, that's God's will, and he'll counsel and shepherd you through it. If there's an explosive growth, it comes from God. So, so much of our pride is going to say, oh, it's based on my DNA, it's based on my mind and my brain or my spirit power or something, but really the kingdom of God is like this tiny mustard seed that's planted in you and it's just constantly growing and we cultivate the soil, you know, try to remove doubt or shame or unbelief and it's just like uh, whatever makes us righteous is Jesus' blood and that's how we have authority to grab onto that power. And I've heard like these miracles or these manifestations are like a wave. You know, we don't create a wave in the ocean, but if we're trying to surf it, you know, uh, we can surf it through the authority of Jesus Christ, but we don't create that power. You know, the source is God, and um, we're just a conduit in some ways, an instrument or a vessel. So, yeah, that's my cool. thoughts on that. So, mm-hmm. I've been working with a guy by the name of Gary Kobat, and he's worked with Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, uh, the person who plays um, the new Darth Vader in Star Wars, um, what's his name, Adam Driver. And tons of other people. He's ran tons of marathons. He had open-heart surgery. He had a a hip and knee replacement, I believe. And he still goes out there and runs marathons. And what he does is he focuses and centers his life on love. And he believes that there's two things out there, that there's fear and there's love. And what we do is when we feel fear, we kind of build up anxiety within ourselves and we kind of get lost. And when we... What ends up happening is we kind of build up a lot of pain in our heart, in our soul, and it kind of limits us from really being able to go out there and do anything. With that pain, what we have to do is we have to heal from it. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to recreate the scenarios to exactly the accurate, uh, the accuracies of what they are. And when we kind of see what goes on within that, what happens afterwards is we become filled with love. And Jesus, he is uh, love, and he is kindness, and most of all, more than anything else, 
He is love. And the power that's within each and every single one of us comes from that power of love. So what we have to do is we have to wash away and forgive and ask for forgiveness for all the wrongdoings that we've done so we can get closer and closer to finding that true love within ourselves. And once that love begins to grow, once that love begins to blossom, once it begins to flourish, it becomes overflowing like a river within their souls. And then it just becomes pure and pure. And the closer that we get to purity is the closer that we get to divinity. And as we get closer and closer, anxieties wash away worries wash away what we expect for the future washes away and all of that becomes provided for us where we become where we change our path from a way of wandering of a way of not knowing where we're going of a way of being unsure if we're able to pay all the bills next month if we're unsure if we're going to have influence if we're unsure if we're going to go out there and do something amazing with our lives the purer our souls become the closer we become to divinity and uh, the closer relationships that we make with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and God. And as that becomes closer and closer, what ends up happening is we become more and more powerful. In the Bible, they speak of a double-edged sword. And it's more of a metaphor than anything else. What the double-edged sword really is, is it's the word. And with our words, they could come across in multiple ways. They could either cause harm or they could bring light and love. And what we have to do is we have to figure out how to really go out there and formulate our word into a way we're really going out there and connecting with others and um, driving hope and building a world where we can go out there and help each other grow and continue to grow. And this only really happens once we really go out there and find that place of love within ourselves. Now, a lot of us, we suffer from a lack of self-love, where when people ask us, do we love ourselves, usually the answer is no. And it's okay if that's the case for you, because that's been the case for me for about 35 years of my life. Most of my self was lifted up because I loved Angie. I love Angie more than anything in the world. And because my wife is there, I'm able to feel myself on her love but then when things get rocky it goes back to myself and when that self-love isn't there everything kind of falls apart so what we have to do is we kind of have to put that love into jesus and then as that love continues to grow and build what we do is we take some of the love that we have for him and we start to begin to love ourselves and the more that we could grow and the more that we could continue to love ourselves the more impact that we're going to be able to have because we just grow into a bigger and a bigger and a bigger ball of love. And that love from within starts at our soul, which is <coughs> deep within our hearts. And it expands to our heart. Then it expands to our body. Then it begins to overflow. And once we have that ability to go out there and have our love completely overflow, we're able to make an impact. We're able to help our brothers and sisters. We're able to pick each other up. We're able to support others. And Guess what? That's going to be the driving factor for whatever it is that you want in your life, whether it be influence, whether it be a strong career, whether it be a business, whatever it may be, all those things become possible as you continue to grow in love. And while, and also as you continue to grow in love, 
childhood traumas that you have, the arguments, the the shortcomings, all the all the things that have been holding you back in your life, start to become healed. And as you heal, the more you heal, the more love that you can have within yourself, and that opens up and clears out the chakras that you have, and then helps you get closer to opening up the eye or the sixth chakra. And then once you have that. It's as if you become one with the divinity, where you become one with the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of like becoming that super Saiyan, where you can really go out there and connect with others in a deep and meaningful way, where your true power comes out. And with athletes, you see it all the time. They open up their eye when they go and compete. And that's how they're able to break record time after time after time again. If we look at the last hundred years, it was impossible to run a six-minute mile, five-minute mile, four-minute mile. But people just continue to break records over and over and over again. And that's because they took love. They expanded upon it. They had that grow. They had that fulfill their entire body. They uh, believed in Jesus, their Savior. And as that all happened and all, all that combined together, more and more things just became possible. Now, everyone who's tuned in today, I wanted to thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Michael, I wanted to thank you for taking a moment to share your wisdom with us so other people could understand exactly what it means to kind of go on that spiritual journey and what to really look out for and be cautious and wary of. Because there's a lot of things out there that could lead you down the wrong path. And make sure that when you're speaking to anyone that you're getting as much clarity as you can so you know that you're going into the right direction. And remember, the most important thing that you could ever have is exactly what my wife's been telling me for the last two years. Love, 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 and love with your entire heart. Because once you do, your entire world and entire trajectory will change. Thank you once again for tuning in to another. <laughs> Thank you so much for once again for tuning into another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. We'll be seeing you again next week. Uh, where can people find you again, Michael? Um, Instagram backslash mjcakes23 uh, though I'm not on it very much but yeah thanks for having me on everything you were saying about love was so great and so spot on yeah awesome and well I wanted to thank everyone else for tuning in you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim and we'll be seeing you next week thank you for making us part of your week listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4pm Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.